0: Hello, this is Gideon Rafsin and this is Perak Chavchet of Sefer Mishle, chapter 28 of the book of Mishle. We're going to be studying it with the Vilna Gaon. And we will encounter themes we've seen before, both in his writings and in others in Mishle, because now that we're close to the end of the Sefer, there are many themes coming back to it that are, I guess, the crucial and fundamental and crux points of the Sefer. And we'll see some of them in this chapter. So Pasuk alav Nasu of Ein Rasha, the wicked flee though no one gives chase. That's the English in the JPS. But the righteous are as confident as a lion. So the Vilna reads it that way as well. That even though there's nobody, even though there's nobody chasing them, they run away. But the tzaddikim are confident of their security, and therefore they can just stay. But the Vilna also notes that with the, with, in the case of the evildoers. The prosec refers to them in the plural, nasu vein ro'deif, and then switches to the singular, rasha. So nasu is plural and rasha is singular. And it's tzedekim in the plural, kikhir iftach in the singular. And it says, and he points out that he says that it, that's because if there's even one rasha around, then all of them will have to run away in his sin, meaning even the sin of one rasha can bring down a lot of them. Whereas the other way around, when there are many Tzadikim, each one of them can have the security created by the group of them. So that's the way he understands it, so that the Rishim one can mess up the whole thing with Siddiquim. They can protect and save each other when there is a group of them, even if one of them, perhaps, on his own, would not have had the safety and security of his own good deeds, they sort of cross-pollinate to help themselves have even greater security. Pasuk Bet, Befesha Eret rabim Sarehan, Uvadam Bivin, Yodaya so Rabim Sareha, it's the sin of a when there is a re- so the the JPS has it as when there is a rebellion, meaning befesha meaning rebellion. In the land many are its rulers, but with a man who has understanding and knowledge it will last, his the stability will last. So the gro the says the doesn't understand the fesha is not its um uh, it's not Befesha eretz rebellion, as it so that happens too. When you have a lack of a stable central government, you frequently see that they'll have many, many rulers, and that's a sign of, of terrible things happening, because then each ruler will do what he wants to do, and you will have a hard time bringing the nation together. You had that situation in Afghanistan. You had it somewhat in Iraq. You have it in many places in the world. But the Vilna says that it's really coming from Befesha Eretz, meaning not so much rebellion as when you have lots of officers, lots of rulers, lots of mini uh, governors, it's because when you have that, everyone will do what they want to do. There won't be any ability of the central government to control what people do. And then you'll have evil who springing out, springing up like the grasses. But when you have an Adam you have a person who understands, who understands what's going on and he knows what's going on, he'll be able to uh, last a long time because he can be the foundation of the city as long as they know to follow him so it's not only the rebellion of the land but certainly a flaw of the land there's a flaw in the people of the land since they all want to do what they want to do then you'll have many different sub-rulers and nobody will be willing to subordinate their desires to the central government that's a great danger it's just a general danger but it stems from something that has become a theme of Mishnah the idea that people want to follow what they want to do and that that desire to follow what they want to do and not to subordinate themselves to the larger group Carries great dangers with it, and will appear again in this chapter later. A person is poor, and and robs from the from other poor people. He's osheg dalim in order to get rich. He's like a, a, a driving rain. So this driving rain is hard; it, it uproots the trees, the Vilna Gaon says, and therefore it's not helpful to the harvest. And so that's true here as well, meaning that the rain damages others and doesn't produce any value. So to here, even though this person thinks that by stealing, he's going to at least get rich, even though he's stealing it from the other poor, it's not going to be true. It's going to be like this rain, and it won't produce any utility for anybody involved. It'll just be damaging and just be destructive. Pasuk Dalet, Torah, Rasha, the so The Pasuk literally means those who forsake instruction is what the JTPS has. We would say forsake Torah, praise the wicked. But those who heed instruction, fight them. So in that reading of it, it would seem to be that it's only those that they, once they've already left the Torah, that's when they will praise the wicked. And those who are already observing Torah are the ones who will fight against the wicked. So that it's just saying that your background will affect your reaction to wickedness. But the Vilna says, it's those who praise the wicked are presumably those who have left the Torah. And, and, uh, and those who will fight against the wicked are presumably those who keep the Torah. That's not necessarily going to be true, but it is a presumption that he's making. So it's not it's in the... J.P.S.'s reading, it was sort of a definitive statement, that's what will happen. The Vilna is saying, it's presumably true, and then that would suggest, for the Vilna at least, would suggest that if you see somebody praising a wicked person, or somebody who is in the camp of a wicked person, you should tend to assume that that person is known as Ozev Torah, that person is somebody who has abandoned in Torah, even if perhaps you don't recognize they have abandoned Torah, maybe they outwardly observe still, but the fact that they can link themselves up with an evil person is prima facie evidence, is good evidence that they are an Ozev Torah, that they are a person who is abandoned Torah. Torah. Hei an shei ra yavinu mishpat v'vaqsheh Hashem yavinu kol. So, Evil men cannot discern judgment, but those who seek the Lord discern all things. The Vilna says that means that they understand that whenever the evildoers are successful, that is because they are eventually going to be destroyed forever. It is getting their reward in this world, so that in the next world they get only punishment. Whereas came in the next world, in the future judgment will be katamirifach, will flower forth like the date tree, so that. That's what the judgment that, that they do or don't understand. Meaning that the people who evil men don't understand judgment, what they see is the success of many evil doers in this world, and they assume that's a fine way to live. Whereas people who do understand, those who seek the Lord, those who are looking for Hashem, they'll understand the way it all works, and they will therefore stake their hopes on certainly having good, if possible, in this world, but more on the next world, and where all of the judgment comes to its fullest uh, justice, and to its fullest proper fruition. Pazag Vav Tov Haleich Me'ikesh drachim Ashir Better Tov It's better to have a certain amount of success, even if it leaves you somewhat impoverished, as long as you do it in the proper Haleich You go in the proper straight path. As opposed to somebody who makes his path crooked and goes in the wrong way, but gets wealth from it. So better is a poor man who lives blamelessly than a rich man whose ways are crooked, the Vilna Nagon basically says the same thing. So that we should be avoid doing things that are crooked, cutting corners and things like that. And the temptation is great. And you hear many people who are otherwise observant and then in various areas of life they will cut a corner and and not uh, not notice it and not care about it. So they'll take an employee discount that belongs to their friend and they'll make use of it or they'll take a vacation they don't deserve they'll, or they'll do whatever they'll do. But they'll cut corners here and there so that I think is somewhat what the puzzle is talking to. If living a blameless life of full honesty, perhaps in many, many cases, means that one will live with less financially at least, but it's better than giving up on one's integrity and getting more, and getting more in an in immediate sense. Pazik Zayin, Ben Mevin, Yachlim Aviv. An intelligent son, he's instruction, but he who keeps company with gluttons disgraces his father. So Natser Ben Mevin, again, the JPS has an instruction, I think here, might mean, the Villanagan at least takes it for sure as meaning literally Torah, and he says it means that you sit in the base bedrash, and you learn among Chachamim, and you have them all around you, and the Torah guards you from doing the wrong thing, as opposed to, and so the other, the other possibility in the possibility because the Roezelolim, eat with gluttons, the God says, You just get used to eating around, and eating in various places, and enjoying various kinds of meals. So it's an interesting contrast, because the Notzer Torah, how does that The opposite of a Ro'ez The Vilna is reading it as. It's all a question of what kind of social circles you choose to travel in and with whom you surround yourself to develop your, uh, your personality and who you are. That's a question that I think applies to all of us. To what extent are our friends, the people we know who are concerned with Torah, interested in Torah and fostering Torah study, and to what extent are our friends... Just people who we enjoy eating with. And so that contrast seems to be what the Vilna Gon is getting at here. If you just get used to eating with a lot of different kinds of people, that might be Yechlim Aviv, as opposed to somebody who makes sure to place Torah and a Torah atmosphere in their lives. Somebody... Makes their wealth, increases their wealth by loans, at discount or interest is what the JPS has, meaning they try to distinguish neshach and tabit, basically, at interest, amasses it for one who is generous to the poor, So, why is it necessarily chonen dalim that he would be Meaning the idea that a person who lends money interest will lose their money, that we can understand, but why specifically to them, the Vilna Gon says, be, says that we're talking about, not just to somebody who takes interest in general, but they take interest from the poor people of the Jewish of the Jewish nation, and therefore, he said he will give it to a chonin dalim because the money tends to go back to where it started out and to where it belonged, and it belonged with the poor, so it'll go back to the poor. So why is it that he's talking about somebody who takes interest from the poor? So he explains, mistama presumably took from the poor, and therefore it'll come back to them. So that already weakens it, meaning one possibility was that we were worried about those who take interest from the poor, and that the people who take interest from the rich perhaps are not, in the same category. But then he goes on to say, well, maybe it'll all go back. So, then he notes that the Gemara, however, takes this Pesach in a slightly different direction. It says it's talking about the interest you take from a non-Jew. And by a non-Jew, the Gemara says, questions, we have a mission that says you're not taking interest from a non-Jew. And the Gemara there says, that's only Kedai Chayam. That's only if you need it to make an absolute living. And, so why do they do that? So he said they did that because otherwise, why would the Pusik here speak about my no B'neshech? whereas any amount of interest is is unacceptable to be taken from a Jew. So therefore the Gemara says, no, we're talking about taking it from non-Jews, which already casts a different light on it. In the question of whether it's okay to take interest just not from Jews, or it's wrong to take interest in general, this Gemara would seem to be coming down on the side of that it's preferable not to take interest from anybody. However, the Torah, in cases where there was a financial need in order to be able to make a living, allowed it with non-Jews, but that it's preferable to not do it at all. So that would be a a different perspective than we currently have today on the function and the nature of interest in a society, a uh, topic for a different time, but that's what's going on, I think, under the surface so the abyss. So Vilna Golan's original interpretation was that it's talking about getting the money back to the poor because that's where it started out and that's where it belongs. Then he, came, he gave us the Gemara's interpretation that it's talking about taking excess interest, interest that you shouldn't be taking, from non-Jews, and then all just be taken away from you, and then we go to the poor just because that's a good place for Hashem to send it to someone who removes their ear from hearing words of Torah, then their prayers are also abomination. Philemon yeah. notes that uh, there's Psukim that talk about being sh- Shomeya is better than Zevach, listening to Hashem, observing Hashem discipline is even better than a good sacrifice, and since nowadays we have our prayers instead of sacrifices, then his prayers are also abomination. The Vilna notes that Gam Tvilato means also his prayers, was to also to tell you that even the shvachim, even the praises you give, will be a toivah. Huh? let alone the Bakashot. First of all, just as a personal theme, many people seem to think of Tefillah, the important part of Tefillah, as being the praise of God, but it's seemingly not true. And here the Vilna assumes it's not true because he's saying Tfilato is the Bakashot, is the petitions you make, and that's really the essence of Tefillah. And then the right to petition, or to have our petitions be heard, seems to stem from our general attempt to observe Torah. So those who are Mesir, d'mishmoa Torah, from hearing Torah, those who don't uh, present the obedient nature that we're supposed to have, those who don't approach God with the proper attitude of obedience, so their tefillah Will be a To'eva, that they go together. The right to petition God stems from, or is intertwined with, or connected to our our general obedience to Hashem, a general search for Torah, a general appreciation of Torah. Somebody who leads. people of integrity leads honest people leads straight people on on an evil path on a wrong path he will fall in his own pit and whereas Tmimim will eventually in Chalutov will inherit good and the Vilna Gon says the tov that they will inherit is the good of those who had been leading the people astray so what does Yisharim mean? Yesharim means they follow their intellect and therefore the reason why they can follow their intellect the reason that you can they can be led astray is they follow their intellect. So if you have a demagogue, if you have a person who manages to fool others, so he might lead Yisharim astray. But Timimim are people who do what the Torah says. And they don't rely on their intellect. This is on their insight, on their own way of understanding. This is what we've seen in the going before, this whole idea that sometimes our reliance on our own intelligence can be dangerous to us. So that's the kind of Timimim and Yisharim here for him, that the Timimim will follow what the Torah says, and they won't think too much about it. And therefore, they are immune to the blandishments and the attempts and the And the traps laid by people who are who are going to lead them astray, whereas um, whereas the others are 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 able to be led astray in that way. And then he says, Kalev and Yehoshua were like that. They just went there to Israel with a very temimut attitude, just accepting what was there and knowing that that's what God wanted for them, as opposed to the other Meraglim who were looking and thinking, and therefore they were able to fall into error. A uh, rich man is wise in his own eyes, is clever in his own eyes, but a sort of perceptive poor person can see through him. So, the whole idea of being wise in their own eyes came up in other in previous chapters. So, somebody who's a rich person doesn't think, sometimes doesn't think, he needs to look anymore. He knows how to get rich. He already got rich. So, he knows the right way to do things. And therefore, he won't be trying to understand further anything. Whereas a dal who is, however, Mevin, who is understanding and knows, will be able to see through it. That's one possibility. And then the second possibility, even more interesting to me, is he suggests that might be true even with those who are rich in Torah. There might be a person who's learned a great deal of Torah, and therefore he says he no longer needs to think about it, needs to work at it, he needs to delve into it to understand it better, because he already understands everything. So that's an equal danger, and it's the same kind of a danger, meaning the underlying meaning of the Pusik then would be that we have to always approach even those areas in which are you know, accomplished with the humility of understanding, that there's always more to learn, and there's more to grow, and there's more to adapt. So in businesses, many people now today say that many business leaders say that you have to always be thinking and always be thinking of the next area and the next place of growth and always changing and adapting. But there are many who don't see that, and many who just become accustomed to saying, "I've met people like this, mess up. You know, I've been in this field 20 years. I know how to do this." So the the mishle is suggesting that those are the kinds of people who dalim can overtake because they have. Lost their edge; they have lost their understanding of how one continues to grow and to succeed. <speaking in Hebrew> when the righteous exult, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise up, men make themselves scarce. Yuchupas Adam is they like disappear. So, meaning, according to the Vilna Gaon, when the tzaddikim are smeichim, which means that they are the leaders, so then the city or the community which they are leading. Will be happy and will have a lot of glory because it'll ha- it'll be led in the proper straight honest uh, path of integrity and all the good characteristics. Like he gives in as an example, Mordechai Yitzah uh, B'tocha Ir Va'yir Yershushan Sahalav Samecha. When Mordechai gets uh, gets appointed by the Achashverosh to be the king to be the prime minister at the end and to run things. So then the city is very very happy. So when the Rishaim, as opposed to that, when Rishaim are the ones who are ru- ruling. Then, Yuchubaz Adam, the J.P.S. had it as, you can't find people, but the Vilna Gaon reads it as, Harbein Asim Rishayim, Ume'at Sadiqim, and they hide. So Adam here doesn't mean just any people, it means people of righteousness, people of Tzikud, people who are living their lives the right way. That's hard to find, because when Rishaim are ruling things, they make evil the common coin of the day, and then people adopt their ways, and that's another example where the question of who our leaders are, and the values that trickle down from our leaders, becomes very, very important, because our leaders tend to not in all cases but tend to shame the way other people think Pasuk Yid Gimel M'chaseb and Yetzliach famous well known Pasuk he who covers up his fault will not succeed he who confesses and gives them up will find mercy so the Villagon interprets it both in terms of our relationship with our friends that if I if somebody does something wrong to a friend and then they try to cover it up they won't succeed because the friend will know what he did to him But if he says the truth, and he admits to it, and he confesses, and he asks for forgiveness, so then people will make up, in general, And the same tune with HaKadosh Barako. I just actually had this discussion today, you're hearing it way after I'm taping it, but it was on this day when I was about to tape it, that discussion where very often we'll try to talk about chuvas and that you can do just by being very positive about it, by learning to do better for the future, and learning to accept not to do it again, but that's not what the public says. Pazak says if you try to cover over what you have done and not to admit to it, not to articulate it, not to fully fess up to it, so then that's not gonna work. But if you fess up, if you admit, if you articulate, if you say fully and straight out, in the cases of between you and God, between you and God, or between us and God, in the case between others and people, between us and people, but fully confess to what we've done, so then we'll be able to put it behind us and be able to, uh, to move on in a positive, productive way. Uh, happy as the man, or blessed as the man, or uh, who is always anxious. And whereas if you harden his heart, you pull ah, he will come to fall into evil. So the Vilna Gaon um, speak, just mentioned that in the Gemara, they mentioned in terms of Divraic Torah, that if you always worry that you haven't fulfilled your obligation, and you're always concerned about it. So this is another example. Before we saw that he said a person was rich in Torah, and therefore says, I don't have to study harder and work at it. Here's another example of that. But the person is makshed and he says, what's the big deal? Yipol we will come to to evil. Once he's quoted the Gemara, I'll note that this is also a puzzle that starts off the Gemara in Gittin, the series of gemaras in Gittin that we're allowed to study on Tisha B'av, and therefore some people know it better than other Gemara, because there's nothing else to do on Tisha B'av, so you might as well learn those Gemara. But they start off with, Ashri Adam and Tamid, u makshed yipol and they talk about incidents where the people at the time thought they were just involved in that particular incident, and then eventually those incidents led to terrible tragedies for a much broader community. And then that would be saying, it would be saying, always be aware of the consequences of our actions, and if you harden your heart to that and just think, well, I'll do what I want to do, that can lead to very damaging consequences down the road. A roaring lion and a prowling bear is a wicked man ruling a helpless people. And just go one more passage because I think they're building on links. Then Nagid Ashakod Whereas, as, as opposed to a prince who lacks understanding is very oppressive, but he who spurns ill-gotten gains will live long. So they've only differentiates differentiate between a, a lion. And a doe, and a dove, and a bear, because the lion, all the other animals have fear of. So he really rules in the sense that they look up to him, and therefore they're afraid of him. But the dove, though he's the bear, as an animal in the forest, isn't well known as a source of fear, but it is one that will kill other animals and eat them. Uh, and the doe, and the, but, the, and the bear doesn't do it with any particular intelligence. So, so too, if you have an evil ruler, he's like the lion in that he's a ruler. And and he does it in the lion's way of roaring and causing fear in that way with his with his speech. Whereas he's also like uh, an avenging bear, like a uh, like a bear on the, on the prowl. In that he will just take from people and destroy people and cut out people's lives. Uh, and then for Pasuk Tzedzayin, uh, he says that a nagif means he doesn't have any idea of how to rule. He's not interested in rule. He's not interested in actually administrating the city. So he's also like the bear that he takes people's lives. And he's looking for just whatever he wants, as opposed to, as opposed to ruling over them and leading the community, leading the city, leading the country in a way that will be productive for everybody involved. And Ram Ashakot seems like he's gathering a lot of money. It seems like he's getting wealthy, but really he's making everybody poor because that destroys the economic system, and and will really ruin things. As opposed to, then in the end, the son of Bats are the person who doesn't like bribery and is looking to make everything go right in an honest, straightforward way. So that's Yerich Yamim. The Velnikon says, Yerichut Yamim is not necessarily that you have more days, but the days will be happier and fuller of honor and proper kavod and proper glory and proper people paying attention to you because everybody's living a good life. So it's not necessarily true that it's going to get you longer days in the sense of Yerich Yamim doesn't necessarily mean Yerbe Yamim. You'll have more days. It means you'll have longer, fuller days. So that the proper way the only way really to run to be in leadership position is to do it by being a son e by, by trying to get the whole community to go together, even though you might see other rulers who do other things, who take bribes, who just tear people's lives apart, who just steal from them, who just speak evil of them, who just put them in jail, and you might think of them as having success. Those aren't real successes, like we've seen before in Mishle. You have to always differentiate between what seems like a momentary success, and therefore you might be tempted to emulate it, as opposed to what is the real way for things to go well, and to succeed. Pasuk Adam Adam, sorry. Ashuk Bidam Nefesh, Al A man oppressed by blood guilt will flee to a pit, let none give him support. So what does that mean? Adam Ashuk Bidam Nefesh. So the Vilnagon says, it quotes a Gemara, that says that if a person causes somebody else to sin, He won't have any help from Hashem when he wants to do tshuva. He's talking about a person who leads others into sin. So, Adam Ashuk Bidnam Nefesh means that he has blood on his hands. But the blood on his hands is not that he killed people. It's that he led other people to sin and therefore caused them to go into Gehinom, caused them to ruin their lives and lose their share in the world to come. So that person can do tshuva. But the only one point of the is that he can't get any help. He says, let none give him support. There won't be support for him. Most people, when they recognize the error of their ways and they want to do tshuva, so the tradition is that we get help from Hashem. It's not just that we can do tshuva, that we have the option of tshuva. That would be good enough. But it's more than that. We not only have the option of tshuva, and we know it, but we get help from Hashem in performing our tshuva. As opposed to this person, because of the Guilt in his hands, Hashem doesn't want it to work out the way Vilna says that this person will be in Gan and all of his friends we led astray will be in Gehinnom. So it will be much, much more difficult for this person to do tshuva because he has that guilt that he bears. He will blamelessly will be delivered, but he who is crooked in his ways will fall all at once. The says, another example of this theme of his that Hulaych Tamim is a person who lives the way the Torah says and doesn't try to judge what's right and wrong on based on his own intellect. So he, yiva whenever he has a time of trouble, he will be saved. But the opposite, Ne'kash who picks his own ways and then chooses ways that are inappropriate, so he, Yipol beachad it'll happen one time that he'll just, he'll, he, he has committed sins and he's repeated them. And one of these times he'll fall and then there won't be anything that will help him out because he's lost his way. Another example of the Vilna Gaon stressing this idea that in our religious lives, while we are supposed to use our intellect, we are supposed to delve into Torah and think about Torah deeply, as he said, we're also supposed to approach our religiosity with a certain level of tmimun, a certain level of just accepting what the Torah says and following what the Torah wants. Pasuk Somebody who tills his land will have food in plenty, but he who pursues vanities will have poverty in plenty. So that's a very simple pasuk, and therefore we won't leave the Vilna Gaon doesn't say anything particularly remarkable on it, and we will leave it as that. But if you work at getting your finances together, you'll have, and if you work at not, then you won't have. If you work at trying to pursue other avenues to get money that are not meaningful and that don't produce actual wealth, then you won't have anything. A dependable man will receive many blessings, but one in a hurry to get rich will not go unpunished. So Ish Emunot, is somebody who trusts in Hashem, the Vilna says. That's what emunot means here. Emunot, the J.P.S. said it as dependable. But emunot for the Vilna is that he has faith. And he says emunot, and he's habitachon, he will get rav brechot. But somebody who is atzle ashir chases after money, so he will be lo So in the Vilna it's he will be lo because the act of chasing toward after money suggests or shows that he doesn't actually have emunah in Hashem. He doesn't have a trust in Hashem and faith in Hashem that Hashem is the source of money. And therefore that guilt and that problem will not easily go away <laughs> to be partial is not right a man may do wrong for a piece of bread Phil Nogon says this refers to earlier where we also spoke about the whole idea of being panim, and then the point is that sometimes people do this even just for something fairly minimal like of but not even a whole loaf there will be makir panim. So makir panim, it could be as a judge. The Melagon's reading it is not only in terms of judgment but also in terms of when you flatter people, try to get ahead so that you're trying to be nice to people and to cozy up to people because they are the ones who have power. Sometimes you'll do it even for fairly minimal amounts of money are fairly minimal sources of support and all of it isn't good and it's an embarrassment to be involved in this whereas one should really just operate as we've seen a million times before with honesty and integrity and saying what is true and right and not being machanif and not uh, being flatterers. How you would put that together with let's say the need to be polite to people who have some good qualities and some flaws would certainly be, uh, be a set of questions worth asking meaning somebody goes to work in a company or in a firm or in a medical practice or in an accounting or whatever the, the case may be so the people you would meet there are not all going to be perfect is it khanifa to notice their good parts and focus on those and to not bring up their flaws as long as they're within a certain range of honesty and a certain range of of acting appropriately I would think that there's no particular need to bring these things up but Khanifa is when there are people who are largely evil and largely doing the wrong thing and then you act with them in that same way, so that could be a definite problem, I would think, is what the Vilnagon was talking about. So, Nifhallahon ishra Kiches Keser, Yivo Enu. A miserly man runs after wealth, he doesn't realize that loss will overtake it. Um, and the Vilnagon says, so what's the problem with this person who's Nifhallahon, and he's an Ishra and he doesn't understand this? So the Vilnagon says, the problem again is the problem of a lack of bitachon. It's not so much the search after money, it's that because he doesn't trust in Hashem, he's always worried about what will happen tomorrow and therefore he's a big miser. He doesn't spend anything. He's not willing to spend anything. He doesn't understand that that lack of spending, that unwillingness to spend is what's going to lead to him having lost because Hashem will sort of teach him the lesson of his lack of bitachon. So I don't think we've only going to saying here that, that, that he's understanding it to mean so you spend everything you have at all times because Hashem will always provide more. I think there's a balance between those two but while we save prudently and wisely... We need to understand that what we're doing is we're trying to do our best to hope and that we've done our job and that Hashem will therefore reward us by giving us financial security into the future. So if you spend everything and just expect that Hashem will always give it to you and maybe that will work out and maybe that it won't. Experience seems to say that not everybody merits that level of divine providence in their lives. There are stories of people who do, but I don't think everybody can rely on that, I wouldn't think. But on the other hand, if one is assuming that by amassing millions of money in the millions of dollars in the bank that they are therefore guaranteeing themselves safety and security, so that's also not true because that shows a lack of and lack of understanding that Hashem really runs things. So the middle path between those is to spend wisely and prudently and save wisely and prudently to not deny yourself appropriate pleasures that are appropriate for whatever level of money you currently have, and then to save and to build and see what happens. All these understanding. That it's not all about the money and the the human workings of it, but there's a component of Hashem involved there as well. I'm sorry. A person who gives admonishment to somebody else in the end will find greater favor than a machalik lashon. Somebody just always speaks softly and smoothly and well to them. And the Vilna says it's because that people eventually appreciate honesty. And so this person is being honest to them and telling them the truth. They'll like that better than somebody just always being a yes man to them. At least some people will. That's what the Pazakh is pointing out, that the better policy is really to always just be straightforward. You don't have to bring up issues that aren't raised necessarily, but being straightforward and honest is better than just saying what you think the other person wants to hear. Uh, so the simple reading is that when you people, somebody who steals from their parents and says, there's no problem because they're my parents and I'll eventually inherit it all anyway, and therefore I have the right to do it. So that's really the same thing when that person is a companion to vandals because you lead to a lack of a respect for private property in general, and therefore you'll be, you'll have a problem. building. On he mentions that the Gemara also talks about this as being below bracha. So you say, well, God put stuff here in the world for me to enjoy it, so I don't need to make a bracha. It's not so important. So the point of a bracha then is not oh you stay bracha for you. The point of a bracha is that as we enjoy this world, we have to always keep in mind while it's given to us by God and we're supposed to enjoy the world and it's valuable to enjoy the world. We to do it in the context of knowing that it came from Hashem and remembering that and having that in our perspectives. So rechav nefesh is a greedy man provokes quarrel, but he who trusts in the Lord will enjoy prosperity. So the greedy man, the Vilna Gaon says the person who is never happy with what he has, so he's always angry, and therefore he always causes, he's always upset about how he, much he doesn't have, what he doesn't have, and so when he's angry, so whatever goes wrong, he'll have a fight about it, and therefore he will cause fighting. But somebody who trusts in Hashem, and understands that whatever he's got, is what Hashem wanted to have, so be satisfied, because this is what Hashem wanted from him, and as long as, and it is, comforting, or it should be comforting, if you know that the life you're living is the life that Hashem wants you to live, so then you'll be a more complacent and serene person, and you'll be able to live with that. That doesn't mean you wouldn't want to have ambition to try. You can hope and think that Hashem will support you in bettering yourself and improving yourself and in furthering your lot, but within the context of being <laughs> and being satisfied and happy with what you have. He <laughs> who trusts his own instinct as a dullard. But who lives by wisdom shall escape. This is another example of this theme that we've seen several times here in this chapter and elsewhere, that if you just trust in what you think, then you're exiled. But lo Darko, if you go to get advice from others to from the wise people and to seek counsel from them, so then you'll be saved from everything, from from, from all the troubles of this world, from your evil inclinations, from all sorts of things, that will be saved by the fact virtue of the fact that you go in the ways of Khochmah. And you're out. If you give money to the poor, it's not going to cause you any actual loss. And that's the Velligan quotes the whole idea of people just spend their money wildly and they get more money for it. Because the money you give to tzataka is not money that you're losing, it's really making you richer. Whereas if you try to turn your way, eyes away from the poor, pretend that you don't see them, and pretend they don't exist, so then that will lead to many negative consequences for you. We've seen this before, same thing as before, when the wicked rise up, men go into hiding, the righteous go into hiding, but when they perish, the righteous increase because The makeup of a society depends upon who its leaders and rulers are, as we said before. And therefore, if the Rashaim are in charge, then the Tzaddikim go into hiding and there are fewer of them. Or if the Tzaddikim are in charge, so then you have many more Tzaddikim coming into the world. Certainly the outcome that we would hope for. And then we are now done with Perk Chafret, a parak that echoed many, many things we've seen before, particularly themes about being honest and upright and straightforward. Uh, speaking properly and appropriately, saying the truth rather than trying to use your, trying to get around things, the importance to a society, not just each individual, of the presence of tzaddikim and the, and the command or the control of tzaddikim, them being in the forefront of what's going on, all of that, and the avoidance of relying on ourselves and just trusting in Hashem, the preference for trusting in Hashem and doing what Hashem wants without thinking too much about it, all these are themes in the Vilna Gon and things we've seen before. Have a great day.